Roll up, roll up. It is the Marathon Mystery Tour episode for Welcome Back, and thanks for tuning in once again. Or if it's your first time, welcome aboard. And we're here to talk running, a little bit of music, and uh, and you're in for a wild journey. And it's still a mystery. We're up to episode four. We still don't, we don't know exactly what's going on, but a bloke that can help us shine some light on proceedings is Steve Monaghetti. Mono, welcome. Hi, Robbo. How are you? Yes, well, it is a mystery, but what what isn't a mystery is there's lots of running on at the moment. I mean, events all around the world. Probably, you know, you, you don't want to you don't want to sort of pump it up too much, but um, Berlin Marathon potential, well, certainly the fastest marathon in the world, and wow, gee, it'd be close to one of the biggest in the world too now, I reckon. Yeah, this very, weekend, so yeah, it's all happening. Very exciting and lots of news around the world and around Australia in, in recent weeks. It's funny to think it's been over a month since we last recorded, mate, and we've been busy and we'll get into that shortly. But I know you we, you hung up the phone after last week, last month's chat, mate. I was heading down to do the City to Surf. You were clearly nervous that your long-standing course record might be broken. Um, but I can tell you I was a good... 10 and a bit minutes outside it, mate. So, uh, yeah, no, nothing to worry about. Oh, right. I've still, oh, can I breathe now? I've been <laughs> holding my breath for a month, but I can let it out you now. Can. I'm safe. Safe You're for another year. Safe for you another year. You just have year. to train a bit harder. That's right, mate. No, the training's already underway for next year. So, um, yeah, I didn't quite get under the 50 minutes, which was the target, but still a great event and, uh, yeah, and enjoyed by thousands once again. So, that seems like a long time ago now, and um, I mentioned music, mate, as we love to talk about on on the show each week, but I thought we might just rip straight into a track, uh, and how about you give us a rendition of the Melbourne Demons team song, mate? I, I bet you've been helping <laughs> that out lately. I have, there last week, <laughs> and about to go again. It's a grand old flag, my friend. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice to make it a, a, not a grand old flag, but a grand flag that we've got, you know, more recently than New 50 flags. years ago. That would be lovely. Oh, it's uncharted territory for a number of years, isn't it? How, how many years has it been since the, the Demons have since nineteen Since 1964, since we've won a premiership, and 12 years since we played in the finals and had a really good win last week. So no pressure. We just, what, what do you say? Just take it one game at a time, my friend. <laughs> One of the many cliches in uh, in that particular sport, but we'll we'll get back to running. And so, mate, you you're always busy. We know at this time of year you pop up. I see you on Instagram. You're all over the country. Tell us uh, where has your running tour been taking you in in recent weeks, Mona? Yeah, I've had a great um, well, month, I suppose, since uh, since we chatted last and went up to Rockhampton. There's a, there's a terrific event up there. I'm not sure if people are aware. And I, I went to uh, the initial running of it and then I went back. This is, uh, I think this was the fourth year. And it's a run up Mount Archer and it's 4.8K and it is 10% and never eases up. So 10% from the get-go. And, oh, my God, I ran. I think my record was about 23 uh, 40 and I ran 24.12 so I was about half a minute slower than I All ran right. three years ago, not bad in yeah. three years to slow no. down but gee, 10%, it is unforgiving and I was the quickest for, for the day by a couple of minutes but it is brutal, so you're thinking I'm running I'm running up there, basically running five minute codes, I think I ran 4.30 for the first one, I was a bit ambitious and then I might have even 
ducked over five for one of them in the middle, I think. And um, five-minute Ks and you're winning by a couple of minutes. Now, that gives you some indication of how steep that run is. It is really tough. And um, there's a cycle event. As a side of it, we had a, a dinner on the Friday night, ran a few clinics Saturday morning up at Rocky for Little A's, a few marathon people. Um, the... Uh, Rockhampton Road Running Club up there do a great job. And then on the Sunday morning, I had a thing called Running of the Bulls because, as people probably know, Rockhampton's famous for its beef. So there's a few bulls around town. We had a few run. We ran around. I ended up doing about 23K. My longest run, my Garmin said it was my longest run in, in ever on my Garmin. That's about 18 months, I reckon. So um, it was a big weekend. Very good, Yeah, mate. it was great. And, so that was one weekend, and then um, off to I went off to Coffs Harbour for the Coffs Running Festival last uh, weekend, yes. and yep. that was just fantastic up there. Rained a bit on the Saturdays, which people were setting up, but Sunday was a magnificent day. And not sure if people are aware of Coffs Harbour, they've got this Coffs Creek Trail, which is one of the nicest trails you'll ever run on. Right, just on the side of the CBD, it's not even out of town. It is just an absolute beauty. They have a half marathon up there, a couple of laps around, 10K, 5K, and then a 3K sort of family uh, fun run event. Yep. So no, I, I lined up for a couple of them. Yeah, so how'd you, how'd you fare, yeah. mate? You've, I've seen you've done pretty well up there in, in previous years, multiple events on the one day, but you double up again. Uh, in fact, I felt a bit under pressure because one year I ran – all four events, so I ran the 10K, won it in about 33, but I missed the start of the half because it started half an hour after the 10, so okay. I was three or four minutes behind the half, and then I ran the half, got through. I didn't quite win that one. I got up to third, and then I ran the 5K with my son and the 3K with my daughter, and you know what How I what I was after that? Horizontal, <laughs> absolutely smashed. <laughs> anyway, for some nice. reason, they thought I was doing it again this year. And oh, I turned up, and I'm old man, and I'm thinking, <laughs> what am I doing here? Anyway, I, did, um, I didn't I did do the half, but I, I did do the 10, the 5, and then I just warmed down in the 3K. So it was a big enough day, because I, I actually ended up, I, I wanted to win the 10. I thought I was always a chance in the 10. I ran about 35. or said 34 was a little bit short, so yep. about 35 minutes. And then an hour later, sort of jumped into the five. And I was about 10th and thinking, oh, there's a couple of girls ahead of me. I might just roll up to them. And um, then I looked up and thought, oh, there's a couple of young guys. I reckon, you know, I might get on the days. And we got sort of to about two and a half, three K. And the uh Jordan Jasmine's brother, Johnny, was out in front. And yeah. I thought, oh, he's, I don't reckon he's getting away from me. So just put in a little bit of a search. I think I ran a 319K, caught him and hung on to get a win in that as well. So, right. so I'm what, showing se- off for an old man. 17 minutes or so, mate? Yeah, it was a bit slow. It was 1730, yeah. I think. Yeah. So 1738. Oh. So just out, about the same pace I ran the 10K. Actually. Well done. But great weekend up there. Yeah. Really true. That, that event is just a, a ripper. God, I get to go to some great events around the country <laughs> and get treated so well, have a bit of a run. And just, it's just they're just terrific um, organisations to be involved in. And great to see so many people out. Running, I think um, I think we all know females, especially, um, are really turning up in droves at these events, and they were dominating both of those events. There were some really strong female presence, which is great to yeah. see. No, that's excellent, mate. Thanks for the report. Great work. I um, have done a bit of touring myself in the since we spoke last, and had a trip out Dubbo? To, the, to Dubbo. That's right. That's probably the big one, yeah. one of the biggest ones on on the calendar each year. Um, and it was my, I think it was my fifth. 
time out there. I've only run uh, one of the races once in that time, but generally on the commentary duties. But it's a it's a very unique uh, event, Mona, held entirely in the Taronga Western Plains Zoo out there at Dubbo, and they have yeah. a marathon, half marathon, ten k, five k. But just yeah, you know something something different to uh, start and finish inside a zoo and be running around the animals. And actually, my, my wife and, and my two daughters ran the 5K uh, with assistance of a pram. But, yeah, Grace, my eldest daughter, she loved running around and run over to the rhinos and then check out the meerkats and check out the giraffe. So she probably ran about 8Ks eight, eight in the end, um, zigzagging <laughs> around, but, but had a great time. And, uh, and thankfully, we, we brought the rain with us as well. They were calling me the drought buster um, within a... Within an hour of turning up to Dubbo, it, it was the first rain they'd had in months. So uh, it was a nice wet morning and, and uh, it actually kept it pretty cool. And a, a shout out to um, Alex Matthews. He was our winner in the marathon, ran it completely solo in the rain. It's not a, not a, it's not a flat and fast course by any means. And he ran two, out, two hours 30 uh, to get the win in, in that race and break his own course record. So... Um, yeah, that was that was pretty handy running. Josh Tawley did the double, um, and Paige Campbell did the double. They both won the ten and the five, and took away a bit of prize money and broke the course records uh, in both of them. So it's attracting some some very handy runners as well, uh, Mona, that event, and uh, as well as catering for oh, for all comers. Yeah, I picked the right event. I'm not going. I wasn't going to be beaten. No, I wouldn't <laughs> no. be beaten. Page up there, so I, I went through the right one. I think. You did. And then I sent you out there, but the lions didn't get you. No. I'm disappointed. I I teed them up. Well, I thought I God, I fed them. A, didn't feed them for a week, so that you'd yeah. be just right for the picking, so to speak. No, I soothed them with my smooth commentary and uh, and played a few choice <laughs> tracks, so we kept them at bay. Yeah, but I, so I've, I've never been there, but it's a great event, and I think Lloydie goes. I think he, so. he does. Lloydie's the man out there. I think he's Lloydie, me. Yeah, Lloydie so. helped me on the uh, on the commentary actually, so that was good. And uh, I've often joked, Mona, that they should let let the odd line lo- uh, loose while the run's on, and just to see how quick people can um, can get away from the, the wildlife out there. So maybe that's something for next year. Yeah, I reckon. I think that's a solution because then what you get is course records or no finishes. It's one or the other. <laughs> DNF did not did not yeah. live. Did not live. DNL, I think. Or D, D, did die. Could anyway, be. we shouldn't know. It's a great no, event out, out good, there. Good fun. It's a ripper. And they do a great job. And, uh, and the other thing I know you you and I are both passionate about is parkrun, and I was lucky enough to attend the uh, parkrun Australasia uh, conference down in Sydney on the weekend just gone, Mona, and that was a great uh, a great thing to be part of. I was doing a bit of emceeing work across the day there, and we had park runners from actually all around our region, but also all around the world. Um, and Bruce Fordyce, a name you, you probably know of, from the great ultra runner from yeah, South do. Africa. So he and his wife, Jill, who set up park run in South Africa, uh, were across. And uh, and Bruce is actually running uh, the Sydney Marathon this weekend, uh, which he hasn't done yet. He is, so, exactly. Yeah. I'll so, see him. So look out for Bruce. And but, might I say... I might I say that um, he I have never met a South African now I, I do this test regularly I've never met a South African who doesn't know Bruce Fordyce by name yep it's unbelievable he is an absolute yeah well obviously he's running um, feats um, just um, ahead of so far ahead of the, his time and he's just yes. a legend over there he really is um, Nelson Mandela number one. 
Bruce Fordyce, number, number two. two. That's not bad company. And, uh, yeah, nine times winner yeah. of the Comrades Marathon. And if you haven't heard of that, folks, look look it up. 90-odd 90, 90 K uh, road run held every year. And he, he won eight of them straight in the 80s uh, and then went back and won another one. I think he's done 30-odd in total. But, yeah, he... He is a uh, he is the king of comrades and he's he's the king of parkrun these days as well and, and uh, it was great to hear him uh, he and Jill his wife talk about how how significant parkrun is in in South Africa now and um, yeah so a good weekend and we did Greenway Parkrun which is uh, which is down there in Sydney in the inner west and we caught a ferry across to do that that was that was a bit of fun and. Um, uh, and where we stayed, Mon, is a place called Cockatoo Island, which is an island up up the harbour. I know Cockatoo yeah. Island. Have you yeah. have you been there? I know, but uh, I've been past it around there you it. Go. Yeah. yeah, so you catch a ferry out there, but we we actually camped or it was glamping uh, out on the island. But Sunday morning, uh, a bunch of of the park runners wanted to get a long run in, and um, so I was part of a, a bit of a group to do many many laps of of Cockatoo Island because it's not very big. Uh, um, but one of the girls. Not. From Victoria, she'd actually did a half marathon. I knocked out about 13 k's, and we got a little bit dizzy. But I tell you what, I didn't see a single cockatoo on the island. Uh, the thing, the place is full of seagulls, and they were not very friendly. So, um, yeah, if you're ever <laughs> out there, look, look out for the seagulls. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty shitty run, was it? It was all right. It was, <laughs> no, I almost they were shitty on you. I almost got yeah, one. Yeah, sorry. I almost got one on me. <laughs> Luckily, I dodged it. But um, yeah. and if anyone watches Australian Ninja, I think it's magpies. Swooping season, so be careful out well, there, running. It was the, it was the seagull swooping season. That's right, but they, that's right. where they, that's where the ninja warriors uh, cast out there, Monor. If you, I know you probably get into yeah. that, so yeah, there you go. Well, let's go overseas. I mate. was actually with oh. um, I was with Jack Wilson. Here we go. This is just complete coincidence. Go. I was with the uh, the deadly ninja Jack Wilson up at um, at Rocky. At Rocky, one of the. Yeah. Um, Runners up there as well, so yeah, he ran pretty well up there actually. So there you go. There's a direct link. I hope he one had his... degree of separation. <laughs> That's good. Well, I hope he had his naked runners uh, headband on because he has got one of them. He doesn't mind rocking the headband. Let's. Um... He had his uh, he had his budgie smugglers on it, yes. but he did have. No, he's pretty handy on on the smugglers. Let's go overseas, Let's... mate, because uh, there's plenty to talk about, and I know you've been casting your eye on some of the big races, Diamond League races, and the Intercontinental Cup. And the like, but what are some things uh, and some performances that have caught your eye, mate? Aussies and uh, internationals. Yeah, well, what what I want to talk about, Robbo, and I am just I, I'm not sure if I'm it, it shows I'm just getting old or we're getting old. But what is going on in the world that eighteen year old kids are smashing times out? <laughs> I mean, what we how was your running going at eighteen? Yeah, I wasn't even really thinking about it. I, I don't think I was. I was doing a bit of track stuff and uh, hadn't even thought about running much longer than four hundred meters. So, yeah, wasn't on my radar. Yeah. No, it just amazes me. And you know, most obviously, you know, I started running when I was about fourteen, but didn't sort of really get into serious training. Got a coach and training schedules when I was about sixteen, year nine at school. Now at eighteen, I was doing my year twelve, probably you know, kicking around, running a few club races here in Ballarat, maybe heading off to a, the odd Victorian title and maybe the Nationals if I snuck in the team. But these guys, how can I believe that the world records now for under 20, five, you know, 5, 10, these guys are running, what did that Borrega run? 12.43. Yeah, can yeah. you believe this? Is that yeah. the second fastest or fourth, fourth fastest all time? That's I mean, right. I'd be 
um, Haley and Daniel Coleman, pretty good names. That apparently, I think they were all world records at the time. So he's the only one to run that fast and not run a world record, but yep. he did run a world record run to 20. Yep. Just imagine turning up your 19 and you've got to run 12.43 for five-day race world record. Yeah, it's Gee, nuts. It's that's nuts. a lot of intensity. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. And then we had another, you had um, another uh, guy run a ten k road record um, as well. You know, God, I cannot believe how fast he ran twenty six forty six just road. outside uh, yes. on the road. Yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. So twenty six forty six up twenty seven, and then <laughs> you, you know, I think we might have spoken last time about the. Um, Ingrid's and yes. brothers, and obviously we know Jacob. You know, he's he's. I think he was seventeen. He might be eighteen now, but he was yep. only seventeen. He was one that double at the European. So I'm just seems to be males, but um, you know we've got some fairly small eight hundred meter on Australian, and obviously there are people. It seems like running ages are reducing, so they're running a lot better at a younger age, mm-hmm. and. You know, we've got our own. You know, we Stewie McSwain, who's who's just having a breakout season. You know, ran thirteen oh five, second um, fastest Australian ever behind uh, Craig Mottram, the great man. Yep. Um, you know, and he's only Stewie's only twenty three. He, he must feel like he's an old man running in some <laughs> of those packs now. Yeah. Oh, the poor fellow. And look, um, it, so I'm not sure why and how this could happen because normally the theory is in distance running. You know, you do a bit of sort of eight fifteen stuff while you're a kid, and you get your speed to be as fast as you can. And it takes you, it's you know, it's like that ten thousand hours to be an expert at anything. Yep. So ten thousand hours is about it's about ten years. So these kids are just banging it out in you know four or five years. Obviously, Ethiopians and Kenyans they've probably been running you know since they were maybe ten or eleven. But just the fact that they've been able to progress so quickly to get those types of times at such a young age when their body's not fully developed. I'm not sure it's a good thing, but it is just amazing. (laughs) Certainly makes a great spectacle. A couple of things to mention, I guess. Uh, East Africa, not always the most reliable when it comes to birth certificates. Uh, So so that must be pointed out. Uh, But, you know, we take it it as it comes. And you would hope that, uh, you know, these performances aren't being aided by Things that are in uh, in these athletes' bodies that shouldn't be there. In terms, I'm talking performance-enhancing uh, drugs. So yeah, let's hope you know everything's above board. It's all being done fairly, and um, and yeah, it, and we can completely marvel in in uh, in these performances. And yeah, I mean Stewie Stewie McSwain in that race, as you say, he must have felt pretty uh, like he was getting spat out the back. You know, not even in the same straight as the as the winner, uh, but he's held on. Run his own race and and come home with a with a hell of a time and uh, you would think Craig Mottram and and his time is under threat now uh, if he can you know keep growing as a runner keep keep developing as you say he's only young he's, he's got another five six seven really good years ahead of him um, so yeah look out for the uh, the mayor of of King Island doing some very special things and I, I believe that. You probably saw the footage, Mono. He's, he's he tripped over right at the finish line in that race and dislocated his shoulder. Uh, but I believe he tripped was, over himself. Yeah, he tripped over. I think his spike got caught in the it's, track and dislocated his shoulder. But he got up for the Continental Cup 
and led a bit of that. And he did run 802. They were pretty slow, obviously, with kick tone, but he, he led a bit of it. And he's just he's, he's just you know in the mix in all of those races now, so it's very exciting. And I think Flowtrack might have called him one of the athletes to have a breakout 29. And I tell you, he's had a breakout 2018. Yeah. Sorry, about 29. And yeah. Incredible. So, and you know, I've seen him. Obviously, I know him from when he was at school here in Ballarat, and he was a young, gangly kid who's just starting to grow into his body. So he's got a lot of upside because I know, as a runner, you know, we talk about those eighteen-year-olds being well developed. Well, Stewie, he was just a uh, you know gangly kid at eighteen, and he will still be growing into his body. So he's got a lot of upside, mate. It's exciting. You're listening to the Marathon Mystery Tour, and next stop on the tour, well, this weekend it's a doubleheader of marathons, Mona, and a couple uh, that you, or one that you are you are involved in this year, and one that you have previously been involved in. Let's go to Sydney to start with, in the Blackmores Sydney Running Festival. Uh, you've had a gig uh, as one of the commentators in that event over the years, They're joined in the commentary box with the great Steve Ovette. And uh, you're heading back to the Harbour City again this time, mate. Looking forward to it. I am, Robert. Yeah, really, it's unusual. Not and uh, not, you know, I'm not not sort of big noting myself, but normally when I'm commentating, specialist commentating, you know, I'm kind of the name. Well, in this instance, and I love it because Steve Overt is just a fantastic <laughs> bloke to work with. He's a, and I tell you, he doesn't mind what he says. He's always entertaining for a dull moment with him. <laughs> Obviously, his reputation precedes him, but he's just great to work with. And in the end, um, um, we get on really well. It's just and it's almost like a reunion for us to get the team back together. And uh, we love commentating on the race. We sit right, so just in the forecourt at the Opera House, and. Um, and it's live, you know, it's, there's not many races now. I think this may be the only genuinely live race um, broadcast across Australia now. So on channel TV, 10, 7 on, till 10 on, on Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. forgetting the, obviously, the live stream that that we do with the Gold Coast. But yeah, on, on TV and uh, Eurosport, I think, probably cover it as well again. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one of the highlights, obviously, of last year's uh, race, mate, was... Uh, me somehow getting to the front front line in the marathon, and I think I even got a name drop from you, uh, Mona. So I don't know if I've ever thanked you for that. So thank you. <laughs> Might be able to slip in some audio here. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. No, uh, it was uh, you were there, mate. We got you. Don't worry about that. that didn't my... miss you. I try to get you. Try to highlight. I, I, I get more criticism for who I miss. So you're the one thanking me for what I got. But normally I'm missing. But and you can't. You know you don't want to be. It's not about um, it's not about your mates that I'm calling out, but um, it was good to be able to give you a call out, mate. Good on you, good on you, Mona. And uh, so and Bruce Fordyce, as you mentioned, will be Bruce. there. And I think I'm um, talking about Bruce and those ultra. There's also Surf Coast Edge and one of my guys from Ash Watson from Ballarat's running at 100k event down ah. here in Victoria. Yep. Mitchell Street Mile, we've got it all. It's all this weekend. Oh, you couldn't Massive. fit it all in. Mitchell Street Mile, world's richest mile race up on. Um, up in Darwin, so gee, it's all happening. It certainly is, but well, let's go over to Berlin. You mentioned it at the top of the show. Uh, it's a couple of weeks earlier, it seems, this year, the event, but we are, what are we up to, mate? Well, it's 28 years since you had your win over there in, in 1990. We care to quickly reflect on on what that was like? Yeah, and I think, would that make, what will the date for Sunday be? Would uh, that be the... 16th. 16th? Yep. Because you know what? This is complete coincidence that it so happens that 
when I was in Berlin in 1990 for that famous victory. It was a very famous victory, famous for me, because I was there and I won. That's why it was famous for me. <laughs> I'm sure it was famous for a few other reasons, but that was on the 30th of September 1990. So come back two weeks, which would be the exact date of this Sunday's race, I was actually running the Great North Run, ah. just like it was run last week, where yep. Mo Farah broke 60 minutes but ran 59 30-something, oh, and Jake Robinson ran really well. He ran 59, 57, broke yes. it out. I ran, uh, I won, ran and won and, and, uh, and broke the world record there myself. Um, I ran 60, 34, I think, from memory. So they've, they've improved a bit. Mo Farah has just absolutely smashed me. I'm still coming around the corner at South Shields <laughs> and he's finished over the line having a coffee and, and, and warming down by the time I finished. But uh, that was that exact date, 16th of September. So that was great memories for me. And two weeks later, off I went to Berlin. And, you know, that was the week of the reunification. Very, very um, important time in the world. We kicked off that week. And, and Berlin wasn't a massive marathon then. And um, I ran one and ran the fastest time in the world that you just snuck ahead of Jolingo board in. Who, um, who was the Olympic champion. He'd run, I think he must have ran, I reckon, 2.8.18 in Boston, and I ran 2.8.16. So just snuck under to get the world's fastest time for the year. And it really put Berlin, obviously put me on the map, but it put Berlin on the map as well. And it was great to be able to go back last year and you know, re- reminisce a bit about those great times. And we actually went through the Brandenburg Gate. I think I've told, told the story. Brandenburg yeah. Gate and had all the scaffolding off it and didn't think we'd get through. But yeah. we went through it 3K, whereas now it's the finish. You run through it with the last 400 metres just before the finish line. So it's a fantastic finish, an unbelievable atmosphere at that finish line. And, um, uh, yeah, we've had a bit of a show and tell on our other platforms mono previously but I, you, you got a little bit of the the berlin wall yeah i did i still got it here at home it's, it's a prize and i collected a couple of bits as well and gave away to a few friends and also got another um, nice little bit of germany i, I won a mercedes-benz that wasn't too bad either i'll give you the tip very good so where's it where's it go is it still doing the rounds around ballarat mate or where would it be now it was, but I traded up. So I traded. I did drive it for fifteen years. Oh, you know, I traded it up. You know why? Because it had a key um, entry. You still had to turn the key in the door handle, and it was the only car in the world. I think you still had to bloody put the key in, there <laughs> in the lock to open it. So it wasn't. It wasn't still going. I'm sure it still is up and about somewhere, but it Good. was just all that technology had left it behind. <laughs> like me, like technology left me behind. Um, me and my car were the last two um, technological dinosaurs left here in Ballarat. <laughs> and every year it seems, Mono, like the world record gets talked about, it, especially at Berlin, and Kipchoge's there once again, a, a very strong field in the men's and the women's races. What do you? What's your sense, mate? Do you think it might actually go... Uh, this time in, in, in either the men's or the women's or both? Well, they are, they're both superstars. But last year, the conditions yeah. weren't great. So yeah. let me tell you, if he's in half-decent shape, that course is just so fast. Because he was within about 30 seconds last year and it was humid and wet, so yeah. the road was a bit slippery. So um, he's right for the taking. I actually think the women's world record's the one that's almost creating more interest now i think we sort of got to the stage where we expected that the men's record would be broken every year and it was traditionally at berlin but 
I'm just saying, you know, we know Paula Ratcliffe's time stood for so many years and there's some controversy about, you know, how it was run. And I just think the women are getting close and believing that they can run that fast now. And if you think about the differential, I mean, you talk about the half marathon, you know, Mo Farah, 59, uh, the ladies are now running sort of 65, 66 for women's mm. halves. So that's only six minutes. So why, if the men's record's 2-4 and women have a really good capacity to run the marathon, I see no reason why a female cannot run under that world record of 2.15.50, I think it is, um, that's good for so long. So I'm really excited about a female breaking that world record, and I don't reckon we're too far away from that. Well, stay tuned and, uh, yeah, strap in. It'll be Sunday evening, our time, um, and hopefully you can find a, a stream mm-hmm. and uh, and cheer cheer them on. So it's a pretty handy time to watch it, actually. So, yeah, we'll, we'll stay tuned and, and watch how that goes. And good luck to everyone that might be listening that uh, is either racing or has friends and family that are racing over there uh, in Berlin and, and of course, in uh, Sydney earlier that day. And Melbourne, not too far away now. Mona as well, only about four weeks uh, this Sunday, or exactly four weeks till the Melbourne, uh, the Medibank Melbourne Marathon. So uh, getting exciting there. It really feels like peak running season uh, here in Australia. It does, and it's just a great time. The weather's turned. Even here in Ballarat, I'm I'm almost into the t-shirt. Gee, it's, it's, it's a miracle. Right. But we've had a <laughs> tough winter, but we're out. We're up and about now. So, looking forward to uh, that last month. And you know, if people out there are listening, this you now I say this is a danger period. Six weeks to three weeks before your marathon is where you've got to do all the hard work, but it's also where you may get sick and injured. So, if you're listening out there, just put in those hard work. Uh, sessions but make sure you're recovering and looking after yourself in between and uh, yeah for all those we'll look forward to seeing and calling you on Sunday and for those in Berlin I think Julian Spence from Ballarat is over there and there'll be lots of Australians running it's a popular one for Australians to run now and look forward to hearing some great results yeah exactly yeah if anyone listens to the uh, Inside Running podcast the boys Brady Trelfel and, and Julian the Moose Spence uh, having a run so we wish them all the best but yeah good luck to uh to everyone having a crack there and mate let's finish up this week's episode as we often do with a bit of a musical flavor and i'm i'm going to give you your pick it's mona's pick once again and uh mate i'm going to throw it out there for you You can choose any song you like but a a song that's near and dear to your heart and you you may have a little story that goes with it yeah no i've 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 done thought about this one so it's not off the cuff I, I'm in the lead up I am amazed by those youngsters running so well and, and this isn't um, this isn't disrespectful I hope to um, to army and soldiers who have served our country so well but Red Gum one of the bands I've seen a couple of times from the good old days in the 80s I was only 19 so there you go Red Gums, I was only 19. I think 1983 that came out, Mona. So uh, you would have just been revving up your running career in the early 80s. Yeah, that's right. Throwing, wearing the flares and, and the platform shoes, I'm sure, <laughs> heading out to discos in downtown Ballarat and then hopping up the next morning, getting home about one in the morning, then popping up for a lazy two and a half hours the next morning, <laughs> just getting my running done. Exactly. That was life in the 80s in Ballarat at Steve Monaghetti. <laughs> what about you, mate? Uh, I was two years old. I don't have any actual memories of it, yeah. but <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I was just getting on, getting on with my uh, early childhood. But 
No, that's a song. It's it's a very famous song. It's been covered um, a, a number of times as well, famously. Also, so great pick, mate. Well done. Thanks again. And, uh, mate, we might wrap it up there for the Marathon Mystery Tour episode four. Thanks, folks, for listening in once again. Enjoy your running this week, this weekend, wherever you are. And, uh, Mona, good luck in Sydney. Have a good call. I'm actually going to be heading up to the Gold Coast this weekend, flying up this afternoon, and I'll be making my World Championships debut. I know you've got a, uh, a World Champs medal to your name. Well, I'm hoping to get one as well yep. and join the club. This is in the triathlon, and the, namely the para-triathlon uh, World Championship. So, athlete that I helped from Newcastle, Lauren Parker. Uh, she won the bronze medal at the Gold Coast Commonwealth Games, and hopefully she can get back up on that podium again uh, this weekend as well. And I'll be ho- hoping that the transitions are nice and quick once again when I'm giving her a hand there. So, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tune in. I'll let you know how we go, mate. Yeah, very important job, bro. Don't let Lauren down. <laughs> no, no, no pressure. Don't stuff it up. That's, no, stuff it. It up. That's the advice. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Well, all the best. and uh, yeah. a pleasure. Enjoyed it. We fitted a lot in this we show. It's, biggest, it's, it's all happening. It's, so it's new, been terrific to chat, mate. A new PB. I think that's our longest show yet. So well done. And thanks for listening, folks. And we'll, we'll catch you again soon.